You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Networks Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining me today on the podcast. But before we get to the podcast, you know what you got to do. Hit us up on all the social media outlets. Can you go ahead and do that? Just on the Twitter, at TNWPod. If you're on the Instagram, screwing around on there, hit us up at Instagram on the old Instagram, at Talking Wrestling Podcast on Instagram, or, you know, you know, backslash Talking Wrestling Podcast. We're also on Facebook, Talking Wrestling. Uh, we're also on uh, iTunes. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, give us a favorable review. Five stars help grow the show. Uh, Apple Music, we're wherever popular podcasts are found. Spotify, check out Talking Wrestling and give our podcast a like on Talking Wrestling. I mean, on the Spotify uh, platform. Uh, where else are we? Oh, on Twitter, we already said that. Facebook, we got them all. Uh, IG. And TikTok, maybe soon to come. TBD, 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 folks. Now it's time to uh, introduce my uh, co-host. You know him, the man uh, that uh, needs no introduction. Reese Turner. <laughs> Reese, how are you, buddy? Thanks for uh, being here. Obviously, we're uh, it's been a while since we've, yeah. you know, the last time we saw each other was uh, Edge's uh, retirement night. Mm-hmm. It was big match that night in Toronto. Yeah, he had a big match that night in Toronto, and uh, yeah, Eddie Guerrero, was- not Eddie Guerrero, with uh, Sheamus. Sorry. <laughs> Out there in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, it was. They should make a tragically hip song about Edge's last match, but I don't know if it's going to be his last match, to be honest. Uh, I have a buddy that keeps in touch with him, and uh, he messaged him about the last match, and he said, it's sort of like, is this it? And, and the response was uh, a resounding maybe. Now, that's not the exact conversation, but that's the gist of it. So, who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Fucking knows indeed. All I know is there is a job opening for a superstar in another uh, organization. And uh, maybe after six months from now, who knows what we'll see? Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? You know, there's going to be some uh, time off, obviously. Um, But bigger, bigger stories are happening, bud. Like, did you uh, know that today the WWE is amalgamated with the UFC and is now the TKO? Yeah, so dumb. Dude, I don't know if you know this, but the next uh, UFC pay-per-view, they're using the blue steel cage. (laughs) We're going to cage. They've got managers now that do all the talking for them. 
Oh, it's gonna be so. They're gonna. That they're not gonna actually cross over, except for Brock Lesnar. But um, other than that, you know, um, who knows what ideas? Maybe, maybe the the uh, the WWE start doing octagon matches again, like what they're doing with Dan Severn and Ken Shamrock. We'll line that match. Or maybe they'll realize since Ken Shamrock is in the UFC Hall of Fame, maybe he should also be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Get the world's angriest man in the goddamn hall. Fucking tap out, bitches. TKO. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw it, but um, Vince McMahon is still rocking the uh, Walt Disney mustache. Well, he's a single man, you understand, Casey. Well, when you're a single man, you gotta look good. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about Walt Disney's uh, history of dating, but writing things like Snow White uh, and Cinderella don't really paint him as a good fella. Um, I will say though, Triple H was standing nowhere near his father-in-law, and no was he was standing right up Dana White's ass, uh, right behind him, thumb in his bum. Exactly. Dana Dana actually so I looked at him at one point, turned around, said, Can you back off? And a hunter said, Suck it. <laughs> I don't know Suck if that's it. the truth. Um I left you. I don't know. All out happened. What so first of all, okay. I know maybe a lot of you listeners out there have been thinking that Maybe Casey and Reese haven't done a podcast in a while because maybe Casey doesn't want to talk about the big elephant in the room. And the what's big, the, what's that? The big elephant in the room. Hit him. What is it? The big elephant in the room is how do I feel about Chris Jericho going to all in and bringing Fozzie along with him? Now, 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 here's what I say, people. When I first saw that Chris Jericho was going to backdoor Fozzie into Wembley Stadium for a performance, I thought, clever, good on you. As someone who's backdoored his way into festivals and shows because I have friends that are doing better than me and I asked to open for them, um, I can appreciate a good backdoor into some gig that you were never going to get on your own as Fozzie. Now, with that said, sorry, I just like, shaking my mic. With that said, um, the way now they they the night before they sold out uh, an O2 arena, I believe in Manchester. That's like twenty thousand people, and that's the biggest audience that Fozzie's ever. Perform for. So the next day, when and they should have just took that and been happy with it. But the next day, they get to sing, Fozzie gets to sing Jericho to the ring. And that's great because in the history of WrestleManias, many times have big bands like Motorhead come and played Hunter to the ring. Or... Or when DX got played to the ring by those guys that were like System of the Distrange. I don't know. Nobody knew who those guys were. Um, like they were like Rage Against the, I don't rage know. Against the part-time bus driver. Somebody. But they've always had bands. And that's what I'm trying. WWE. Uh, WCW had Kiss. 
and then revealed the demon, a wrestler based on Kiss. You know. So here comes Jericho, and look at English fans love to fucking sing. Is that not true, Reese? You're English. English people will make up songs about going to the goddamn store. Dude, they made up songs for FTR, like Wheeler's Got a Gun. They were singing that. Yeah, because they, they, they're quick. The Brits can sing a song. They love to sing, and you know they could not wait to sing fucking Judas. They couldn't oh. wait. They couldn't wait. But they had to wait. Because when Jericho came out, he looked at the 80,000 people and he fucking went Freddie Mercury on them. He tried to be <laughs> Freddie Mercury and, and and he tried to do, Dah! I'm like, no, no, Jericho. First of all, you can't even sing in Freddie Mercury's range. And to do that in Wembley Stadium. On sacred ground. You barely even had to add that second part of the, your opening salvo there. Like, you can't even sing. No. You don't even have to say it is registered. You just can't sing, Chris. No, he, he can sing. He can sing Fozzie. He can sing Fozzie. But he barely. cannot. He cannot. And should he never, ever go. Like, seriously, that's the, okay. That was the big first thing. I'm like, nope. Nope, nope, I don't, nope, no, nope, don't like. I did I not laughed, like that he did that. I, I laughed at it because he was so bad at it. Dude, like the only guy that has the right to do that right now, I think is uh, is the current guy that's singing with Queen, uh, Adam Lambert, and he can do it a million times better. And I don't even think he does do it, or maybe he does. I can't remember. Uh, so Jericho though goes out, has a decent match. Uh, it was all right. Um, but the, uh, but then, you know, so that was the, but here's the way, here's what's weird. So Jericho, um, somebody made up a meme for Jericho and basically it had like five bands that have sold out or sold out. Uh, Wembley Stadium, so it had Queen and the and the and the um, the the attendance. It had the Who, the attendance, the Beatles, the attendance, Aerosmith, the attendance, and Fozzie with the attendance. And he goes, "I'll take it." And I'm like, "No, no, you don't get to fucking." I was so angry when I saw this tweet. I I, I went back to sleep. Because I was just so angry. I was like, you no. You had rage-induced narcolepsy. It was the first thing I saw when I opened up Twitter in the morning was this fucking thing. Him trying to compare himself to the Beatles, to to the Aerosmith, to to the Who, to <laughs> Queen. They, like, none of those people that paid for All Out or All In or All Wembley or All London or whatever you want to call it. None of those people paid to see a Fozzie concert. None of them. I did. No, 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 no. And and you're talking to a guy who has seen Fozzie twice in one week and paid for the VIP twice in one week just so he could hang out and be with one of his favorite wrestlers, Chris Jericho. Would you do it again? 
Well, here's the thing. The tweet disappeared. I guess he probably, well, I guess people said, hey, dude, like probably people from Fozzie said, dude, fuck, don't do that to us. Don't do yeah, that. Do yeah, like don't this isn't the credits like credits should be more real than wrestling. You know what yeah. I mean? Like uh, a 20 time fucking heavyweight champion of the world is not that well, it is, but it was impressive because yeah. it's wrestling. But it's you know what I mean? Like it's gotta be real. This when you're doing real life things like Wembley playing selling out Wembley as a band. You got you got to be realistic about it. You guys played one be. song, like so don't you're not in the Beatles category. Ugh. So that's so with that set aside, I will say all out, all in, whatever. Which one was first? All out. Because I felt all out was fantastic. The great, the, it was a great card with great matches, and then and then and then we went to Chicago a week later. And I honestly felt like, wow, they really blew their load in London because I didn't think the Chicago show was near what anywhere as good as the England show. Yeah, well, there was some uh, action in between behind the scenes during those two shows. Okay, let's talk about this now. Should we talk about You want to talk about the elephant in the room? This was the elephant in the room you wanted to talk about. Well, I have a bit of, I have a, bit of a conspiracy. About this. Cucumber magenta Phil. Well, here's the thing. Phil, Phil, Phil. Uh, Okay, so first of all, what do we know? We know that uh, Jungle Boy in the match before, which was on the pre-show, I do believe. um, So we don't even know who saw. Like, if you're watching the pay-per-view and you didn't watch the pre-show, you didn't see this. So then at the end of his match... He, he spouts out some garbage. And what did he say? Something about a glass floor or... Well, do you know what exactly what he said? What Jungle Boy said? Yes. There's a real glass. Look, there's a real glass. What, cry about it or some shit. Something soft. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Which, so then I think basically... And this is kind of... This part of the conspiracy... My conspiracy is taken from the minds of Vince Averill and Matt McCarthy from We Watch Wrestling. Uh, where they were talking about, you know, basically CM Punk would have been stretching in the gorilla position and Jungle yeah. Boy walked by and and uh, Punk probably said, hey, what's up? You say something? And yeah. then, you know, maybe gave him a little <laughs> bit of attitude and maybe he said, yeah, maybe I did. And he stuck out his chest and then Punk might have, you know, slapped him and the altercation started yeah. and... And, you know, and it provoked Punk, but Punk had a match to go do, and Punk went out and had a great match, and then he knew that was it, because he waved and said goodbye to the hard cam, goodbye, and I don't think that was to Wembley, I think at that point, he was like, I'm sick of this shit, I am sick of this shit, like, you know, well, in my opinion, if this isn't a complete work just to fuck with fans, fuck him, fuck him. Wrestling doesn't need CM Punk. No, I see. I think you know. Here's what I think. I don't just think it's him just leaving. I think it's more than that. I think I'm my conspiracy work. is the work is no. It's not a work. Okay, okay. It all goes back to a year ago, to uh, all uh, Chicago. 
Who bit who? Who bit you? Everybody's wondering, you know, and, and the fight. And basically what we have is we have CM Punk against the Bucks and Kenny Omega and their crew. And CM Punk is someone who's been to the big show, who's, who's uh, you know, uh, been in WrestleManias. He's been the champ. He's been at the top of the mountain. And then you have the guys that that started AEW. And these guys are the EVPs, and Punk has to answer to these guys because these guys created, uh, you know, AEW. They're the ones that got Tony Khan, and they created AEW with Tony Khan. It's theirs, whether Punk likes it or not. But the thing is, is even though Punk is the biggest draw in AEW, and they could not have, they would not have sold out Wembley without CM Punk. I honestly agree. I believe that. Um, I think the Bucks and Kenny just don't like Punk. You know, like they're, they they didn't like Punk. So what was the idea? We'll give him his own show with Collision, and he can pick who he wants to work with and who he wants on that show. They gave him that. It should have been all done. But I think the Punks knew that Phil can easily be provoked, and all they had to do was poke him, poke him, poke him, poke him. So did you hear? That when he got to when he got to London to Heathrow, there was no car service for him. There's no car service for anybody, though. For anybody, did they yeah, clear this? Was, did they clear this up? To who said this? That was the same publications. Like there's other publications that said it. Other uh, wrestlers had said it. Like yeah, man. I don't know. See, I think this is all part of an elaborate like work. They used this whole thing to launch their new Saturday show. They use it like it's all been very done very well in a way that you haven't seen in wrestling since somebody like an Andy Kaufman type. And I think CM Punk is the type of dude that appreciates like that kind of bizarre shit. And he's an actor as well. And motherfucker, if I don't think CM Punk is working everybody like I thought he was the first time, you can color me purple and give me my own milkshake. Well... I, I honestly, I think this is all part of it, and like he might have been hurt during that fight. Something might have happened, but I keep him off TV for a minute until he comes back, and it will be a big thing. It'll be a big thing. See, now I think uh, that's my theory. I might well, be wrong, but he worked them all once. I think he's doing it all again. Well, maybe that's true, and maybe that's your conspiracy. But my conspiracy is that the Bucks and Kenny. Uh, canceled, canceled his, canceled his car service just to annoy him. And, uh, you know, is don't, don't tell me they don't have, I don't know. Uh, you watch being the elite, you know, these guys can get around any town. They don't necessarily need certain car service, but, but, um, but I like to think that they pulled the strings and poked him and poked him and poked him and then got jungle boy to like, just go out and poke him a little bit more. He lost his car service. He's not. He, he, you know, he's not happy with his payment on this gig because he's being under. Who knows? But, but like, I think they like, just provoked you know, him enough to st- to lunge at Tony Khan. That's the thing. Is like, how dumb is a guy to lunge at your boss? I don't. That's why I don't believe any of it. This is a beautiful little setup, and everybody's biting on it. And like, he's repeatedly trolling wrestling media. With this stuff, and I think it's wonderful. Tony Khan, Booker of the Year, CM Punk, player coach. Let's go. Tony Khan. 
He, I was afraid for my life. <laughs> what? Like, yeah, you would never say that. Why would you go on, like, legally, legal department, if you're about to pursue legal action against the guy, you wouldn't go on a wrestling TV show and be like, I was scared for my life. Your lawyers would have told you, yo, Tony, shut the fuck up, you unblinking piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I bet you. They're working everybody. They got them all working to a tizzy. CM Punk, he's doing it, baby. That's what I think. I think he's fucking with everybody, and he's going to get us all. Well, folks, stay tuned. Time will tell. Time will tell. Now, uh, now, what do you, uh, what, what do you, what else? So, so Gunther is now the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. No, no, no. But it's better than like they went from Elvis impersonator to fucking uh, uh, Nazi impersonator. <laughs> well, <laughs> that belt's got a proud history. It, you know, um, it's it's. Uh, it it, it it does have a proud history uh, you know it was uh, it was won in a, a tournament by Pat Patterson in a place that did not exist um just like held by was once held by Taquito Taquito Santana uh who uh who is also from a place that does not exist um you know the honky tonk man took it from the ultimate warrior now would it be great if if Gunther um, if Gunther is in and they're throwing a big thing for him on SmackDown to celebrate, and then maybe on the next pay-per-view he does an open challenge and somebody comes down like the Warrior and beats him in like 30 seconds flat for the title. Be so but who is, but who, who is going to come down and do that to Walter? Chad Gable. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> Sheesh. Sheesh, please. Um, Chad Gable, like I, uh, the WWE right now, uh, the, yeah, Gunther's one of the solid storylines. Of course, uh, Raw, uh, they took the belts off the boys. Here's now, here's what I don't like. Okay, okay, nobody's unified those titles. So if they lose, so if they lose a tag team title match on Raw, they should only lose the Raw titles. And if they and they, if they lose the tag team title match on SmackDown. They should only lose the SmackDown titles. There's no reason why uh, Judgment Day should have all f- both belts when they only won them on Raw. Yeah, unless they won them on a pay-per-view. Oh, they did win them on the pay-per-view, right? I can't remember. Maybe you know what I. You know what they did? It was on Payback. They did. It was the, like the best match on Payback. I thought. Um, Shit. So there's the. What is the rule? I don't know. I don't know. The uh, payback was great, and then of course, all in or all out, or you know, it was sort of funny because uh, I just remember being there last year and how over the acclaimed war and Billy Gunn uh, in their match, and now I just watch and I was like, watch this one, I was like, <laughs> and I just, I don't know, like I watched the Chicago show and it's just like. Also, my problem, and let let me get this. I do love it. I love all wrestling, but sometimes it's like there's just too much blood with AEW. It's like you know, like we all know Moxley feels like he has to bleed every every show. I feel like, like yeah, but it's too much. You can't just just come out bleeding then because it doesn't fucking do anything when you bleed in every match. 
Oh my God! You could be like Dean the hemophiliac. You know, like fuck off. Stop. Stop it. You should come up with some little skewer stuck in his fucking head. Yeah, just the skewer stuck in his head, or they have him uh, fucking Steve Martin arrow through his head. It's already been done. You know. Um, not yeah, not a big fan. But I'll tell you, um, I'm still loving the MJF Adam Cole train that we are all on and we are all Oh loving. yeah, what a fantastic what a fantastic time that's been. You know, I, I, if you told me years ago when I saw MJF at a Smash Wrestling Toronto show, just sitting by himself, uh nobody was asking for autographs, that that guy is going to be the future of the industry within 10 years. Yeah. My fucking mind is still blown by that today. And he is, right now, I think he is the best thing in wrestling. That's all I got to say about that. There you go. <laughs> Are you ready for story time with my <laughs> with MJF to steal I... from my best friend? And you know what? The balls to end a fucking match in Wembley Stadium with a goddamn fucking small, what was it, a small package? Small package. Like, that's classic. That's like Wiki Steamboat Macho Man type shit. Yeah, well, he did that. He also, like, pulled out a drop kick, called it the kangaroo kick, and got that over his fuck, too. Like, it's wild. Look, they have the double clothesline over. Like, the double clothesline on each other, and they both passed out? Come on. Yeah. That was so Warrior Hogan. You know what I mean? Like yeah, so much stuff in those matches, man. What a, what a good time that's been. Have you have you uh, had a chance to uh, to uh, oh last thing on CM Punk whether he's not in the AEW whether he's not going to WWE whether he's not going to TKO maybe he can get into TKO he's friends with Dana and he's you know but but n n not that he's doing any of that stuff I will tell you one place there will always be a home for CM Punk where on heels in the DWL, where he is Ricky Rabies, and he will always have a home on the DWL with Jack Slade, or Jack, Jack Spade. The new season has been pretty solid, bud. Pretty solid. You know, they got, they, they're, they're pushing. Stephen Amell is a fucking scab. What? What? But he seemed to take shots at their strike. You're like, oh, we should just end this shit already. Drew Barrymore is the scab. Fuck you, Drew Barrymore. What? <laughs> Who's she working for? She's got her own show, and she's going back without her writers. Oh. Yeah. Well, well, Lottie freaking da. You know who else they don't like? They don't like uh, Ken Jennings, the guy from yeah. Jeopardy. Jeopardy, fuck. And I was like, no, I, no, Jeopardy, no, I like Jeopardy and I don't care. Um, <laughs> there's all these people up here at the, you know, they're touring. Like, well, how to see the good thing about the strike is the longer the strike goes, the better it is for wrestling because wrestling is the, is the only creative show on TV weekly yeah. episode wise. So wrestling has a time to flourish. So let's get these bloodline fucking lines going. Let's get the best stories that we can. And let's win some new fucking fans. Make it happen, baby. Um, now, uh, I'm trying to think of what else. 
so much, so much. So what do you like in uh, in AEW these days, and what do you like in WWE? And also, have you had time to check out any of these podcast shows that Hogan's been doing a lot of podcasts, Flair's been doing a lot of podcasts. I, I saw both of them on Theo Vaughn. Yeah. And that guy... I is, that. is he is he wrestling like is he fake or is he for real or is he really that dumb i i i think it's a gimmick I think. you think it's like he can't be that dumb i think it's a gimmick he said when he was a kid um the doctor said he beat down syndrome that's gotta be a joke right that's a joke yeah it's gotta be a joke but he was he was like, you know, he was interviewing hulk hogan he's like yeah so like um you uh you like you ever meet Michael Jackson? Like, why would you ask Hulk Hogan if you ever meet Michael Jackson? Okay, maybe because it's the eighties and they were both big stars. So then Hulk Hogan tells a story about going to Disneyland and meeting Michael Jackson. And yeah. then there's a and then Theo Vaughn goes, "Huh, cool." You ever That's meet? It. No, no, no. Wait. And then there's an awkward pause. And then he goes, "You ever meet Michael Landon?" I love Highway to Heaven. Why? Where? Where does that come from? What a butt! That's so weird. Like, <laughs> I like that though. Like, that's such a strange thing. It's just so random. And he's like, he one time he said, you know, when I was younger, I used to think that Canada was just a place that America put stuff when they didn't want it anymore. It was like you thought Canada was an addict, like the addict to. Like he's a gimmick, I think, all the time. Is it? So he's a gimmick, right? That's I believe so. Like Larry the Cable Guy. I hate Larry the Cable Guy because he dressed the way I do. And I could <laughs> and it bothered me. Like I don't dress like that on stage. But if you've seen me in the summer, I like to wear uh sleeveless plaid shirts and, and uh ball caps, you know? And uh I like to watch cable. So, and one time I saw Larry the Cable Guy. He did one of my jokes at Just for Last one year. I saw him. He's, it was my joke was, it was after 9 11. Uh, so, current, this is topical. And yeah. I said, uh, I said, I don't know why it is they can't find Bin Laden because every time I turn on the TV, there he is. And that was one of my jokes. I'm like, I'm like, have you guys tried checking in Atlanta? He could be at CNN. That's and um, Larry the Cable Guy did the joke verbatim. And I was like, motherfucker. You know? Yeah. But that's just parallel thought. And, and it's also an easy joke. Um, let's see. But yeah, it was yours first. What's that? My, first, damn it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And while my first TV appearance, uh, I was introduced as the Blue Collar Comic. And that was that was like four or five years before the blue collar comedy tour. Do you think I have a lawsuit? Yep. <laughs> no, we gotta get Erwin Urshister. Get him. Oh, but God, and hey, sad things about Erwin Urshister's son passing away. That's sad. Erwin Rotunda, Bray Wyatt. Unless this oh. is, do you think this is also a shoot? You think or a shoot or is a gimmick? Are they, are they gonna bring him back? The no, ultimate. This one's, a, this one's this one's the real one. Has anybody talked to the Undertaker and see if he dug the grave? Oh, oh, poor guy. I don't I'm know. Very upset. I'm very glad to say that I saw him. Uh, what's it called? Wrestle there 
I got to see the old Fiend go at it. I got to see him wrestle too. I'm just trying to remember where I've seen him. I think I saw him wrestle in the on the Survivor Series in Toronto. I think he was on one of the five on the five or five out of five teams, like maybe on the SmackDown team or something. I know I have seen him wrestle. Um, I just I can't really remember them. The things I remember him the most for, like, well, when when the when they first came out, Bray Wyatt first came out with the Wyatt family. They were so badass. Like when he was just doing Cape Fear Bray, well, Bray Wyatt, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite Bray Wyatt, Cape Fear Bray Wyatt. I think that one was good. I really like the Eater of Worlds, too. Once they, the Fiend was too too much, too much, too much. And they fucking wrecked Alexa, Alexis Bliss's career. Like that destroyed everything that she had going. Yeah, it's because they didn't let them finish. Like it went all sideways before they let them finish, you know? That crazy firefly, like Randy Orton burned a fucking house down. Randy Orton is an arsonist because of like Bray Wyatt. Firefly fun house, though. I thought that was a fun segment. There's a lot that was creepy, creepy, creepy. It was pretty cool. But they never had the matches that you want to see. If if Bray Wyatt is the boogeyman, why don't we have him fight the boogeyman? The guy's just fucking sitting at home eating worms. Looking yeah. at his clock, waiting to go to Didn't work. They, the closest they did was at like a Royal Rumble, right? Oh, yeah? Yeah, at like a Rumble, Boogeyman came in. It was him versus Bray Wyatt. Boogeyman came in, did his shit. Mm. And Bray Wyatt ended up giving him like a sister Abigail and then chucking him over the road. That's exactly what I would expect to happen. Um, yeah. Super duper. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, Nia Jax made her triumphant return. Yeah, she's lost a lot of weight, eh? But she still looks like... She looks like that the bonsai drop she gave Rhea Ripley looked like it hurt. Oh, <laughs> my God. Then, then she just straight up was paintbrushing Rhea Ripley in the face, just slapping her in the face. And it looked like Rhea was like, you do that again, I will smack the hair off the top of your head. Oh, my God. Imagine that. Like, what, a bad, what a good time. Nia Jax is back. Nia Jax is, uh, she's a big girl. Uh, and he, I, like, tall, tall girl, too. And, um, passed her a couple of years ago, wrestling in the hall. Did a double take. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm glad she's back. I wish, like, again, you know, I don't understand how she's the one that beat up Becky Lynch. But, um, but, 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 but. They never went with her. Like I would, if the fist that she knocked Becky Lynch's nose bloodied, she should call her punch the man maker. I've said this on the show before. Oh, man. The man maker, and she should just use the knockout punch like Big Show. You know what I mean? That would be great for her to do because she made Becky Lynch. If Becky, if she didn't bust Becky Lynch open with that horrible punch, Becky Lynch wouldn't be the man. Ric Flair would still be happy. You know, true. so true. so I don't know why they don't go that way with the gimmick, but um, but whatever to each their own. Uh, speaking of the women, yeah, Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch, cage match, payback, unfucking believable, so Trish good. Got fucked up, dude. They're like they're like you, you, they're like cage matches aren't violent without blood. Uh, did you see Trish Stratus's body and how bruised her arms and 
her forehead had such a bruise right in the middle of her forehead. It looks like she was at Ash Wednesday Mass in the Catholic Church. Yeah, it wasn't like it looked like it was swollen up. It looked all like there's swelling on it and shit on her forehead. It looked like she took a fucking beating in that cage. But she not only did she take a beating in that cage, she delivered a beating in that cage. And that was, I'm gonna say it. I think it might have been the greatest cage match I've ever seen between two women. And I don't know there how many of them are out there. There's a lot of them I know probably. But as of right now, that's gotta be number one. It's got it was so good. It was to me, it was might have been the best the best match in payback. Oh wow. Yeah, well payback was kind of a, like a B level yeah, pay per view. I missed it. Yeah, you didn't miss that much. But that match was definitely solid. So and of course, well, you know, like them screwing the good Canadian boys, you know. Yeah. So, fuck, fuck that, fuck that. Fuck you, TKO. Fuck you. No, not TKO. TKO. Uh, so, um, yeah, the TKO is the new thing. I wonder if they will do any crossovers. I wonder if they will. If we'll start seeing just like you know, uh, Conor McGregor. Oh my God. Maybe this is how Conor McGregor walks into the WWE, which is what a lot of people want to see. Oh, because he's got real jack now. He's not going to fight MMA anymore. Oh, if he got... And he's going to be like this. Right, listen here, you cunts. Who's going to drink me whiskey? If you don't drink me whiskey, you're a proper loser. We're going to box. And then they're going to have a fight or some shit. And Conor is going to jump around like a mad Irish midget. I'm... He's a... Who knows? Who knows if this? There is there is rumors that um, uh, Ronda Rousey now she might be done with the WWE, but she might not be done with TKO because yeah, there's. If she goes back into MMA. Ronda Rousey can get tooled up worse than CM Punk did. Dude, I look at Holly Holm, Ronda Rousey, like her last fight I think was against Holly Holm, and Holly Holm knocked her out, and it looked like at the end it looked like. Rocky holding Apollo Creed after he was killed by the fucking Russian. Like, yeah. like I just, I don't like to see girls get knocked out, but I do like to watch them fight, which is why I love girls wrestling, but I don't love girls UFC, you know? So, I but you. I, but I, but I did like watching Ronda Rousey in UFC because she was like Mike Tyson. She was undefeatable for so long. She had nine straight wins, which yeah. is a lot of, a lot of wins, you know, and and then to see her get knocked out the way she did, ouch! I I don't want to see that again. I would like to see her make a return, but give her an easy, an easy, an easy breezy one, please. <laughs> like that's you know. what they thought they were doing for CM Punk, and then he got tuned up. He did get tuned up. He did. It would have been like if if uh, Kevin McNeely would have beat Mike Tyson on his first fight after jail. Or is it Trevor McNeely? Like, it was that level of like you know obscurity beating the one guy, you know, like somebody who's so obscure beating a such well-known person. Well, you know, like, Buster Douglas will always be famous. Oh, Buster know. Douglas, yeah, he'll always be famous. But he, you know, like you know who's not going to be famous? Who? Tell me the guy who knocked CM Punk out in his first fight. Nobody knows that guy. Exactly, that guy will never be famous. 
Oh my God, you're right. He's he's not famous. Most people most people don't will never even remember CM Punk uh, and his UFC foray. His two fight losing streak in the UFC. Yeah, I. You know what? That CM Punk like fight Matt Riddle. <laughs> Let's see them go for real in a fight. Matt Riddle will kick the shit out. Well, they're about the same size. It'd be interesting. CM Punk is the same size as that nobody will kick the shit out of him. Matt Riddle is a trained fighter who kicked the shit out of people. Anything goes. Coke versus Pepsi. Anything goes. Pot versus Coke. Whatever you want to do. Pepsi Cola versus, you CM know. Night night. <laughs> the, um. So now, a uh, lot of title changes also in AEW. Uh, the trios, yeah. the trios titles. Did you know the Pentagon, the different uh, colors that he wears all have different meanings? Did you know any of that? Yeah, Penta Escura. I know, I know. I thought you were going to continue another sentence. I'm like, no, 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 that was it. <laughs> Just one day. My buddy broke it down for me where he's telling me, like, I was like, what the fuck is this? And he's just like, no, this is a different Penta. This is Penta Dark. This is Penta, but Penta, but evil. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And then I got into it. I'm like, yo, Penta Oscura is the fucking man. After a while, I get Penta frustration. Penta frustration because I can't figure out which Penta is which Penta. That's so good. Penta Oscura is the best Penta. I wish Penta would leave. So I'm hoping for Penta gone. How about just get rid of the five sides Pentagon. of this story? No, Pentagon's no good, man. Um... <laughs> One phoenix, one phoenix, ten pentagons, ten penta, right. pentas, penta el, penta el nino, um, penta el mero, uh, penta griswold. Uh, you know, a lot of people doesn't know about penta griswold. He's on vacation right now, but um, many, many, many pentas. Uh, the the um, now. The House of Black, how are they doing? Well, after they lost that trios title, you know, yeah, Who? they did a beating little tribute to their little braille with the Rotunda. That's but right. Yeah, they, you know, they need that. They, I think they need to get them trio but bounce back. And I think uh, I thought that they were going to do something with Billy Gunn, but that Billy Gunn thing seemed to fizzle pretty quick. Well, he was retired, and now he's unretired. He's retired for three days. It doesn't count. He's on vacation. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. The guns were like, our parents gone away for a week vacation. That's it? Yeah, that was like their, uh, your home to Bel Air. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, I don't know, Wes, if you've also um, watched, uh, oh yeah, we talked about Heels. Heels is good so far. Check out Heels. To get, if you, Heels is a good show. Don't, don't. Watch the first season, it's just I didn't catch back up to the second. Second season's good so far. We go back into the uh, some backstory and uh, you know the 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 rivalry between the two federations, the DWL and uh, Dystopia. Um, it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a fun show. It's a fun show. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, what else do I want to talk about? The the bloodline is solid as well. So yeah. we don't know where they're going with now. We got one of the Usos is now on Raw. Uh, Sami yeah. Zayn is super excited. So who, but somebody had to be given up in compensation. Somebody had to go to SmackDown, I do believe. Do you know who went to SmackDown? 
I didn't see SmackDown this Friday, so I, I don't know. I actually don't know. Yeah, I actually don't know. I, I didn't catch that either. All right. All right. If you know, let us know. Let us, give us a holler. Harvey Whippleman. Harvey Whippleman is now on. Uh, is Harvey Whippleman. Um, is The Rock asking you for any money for Hawaii to help out Hawaii? The Rock. Oh, the, no, he knows better than to ask me for shit. The, the, Rock, the Rock is teamed up with Oprah, and uh, they're called. Um, you know, uh, we're richer than you, but give us money. Yeah. And they want money for Hawaii and to start up a new territory. So, um, yeah, it's ridiculous. The rock, come on, get better. Like seriously, the rock, yeah. you're, you're letting the world down. Seriously. Yeah. Be better. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Like just build, build, build your own stuff up or whatever, you know, Ugh, yeah. fuck fudge, fudge sickles. Um, Kenny Omega, or no, yeah, Chris Jericho versus Osprey though. That was a great match, man. Osprey, and it went the right way too, because that's a good thing. Is like Jericho had his moment with Judas, and yeah. you know what? But but Osprey, he might be the best wrestler in the world right now. I think. I honestly think he is right now. I think he is. I think Kenny Omega has lost a step or two to him in his age. Who's 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 Don Callis? Who's he going to go after next? Who's I, the who was in the CM Punk? It's CM Punk. Was it the painting? It was the painting it's of CM, CM Punk? Punk. It's CM Punk. Or what about just a, like a a crushed can of Pepsi? Wouldn't Ooh. that be like in it like fuck Didn't you? Did Andy Warhol do a painting where it's uh, four uh, uh, four uh, pictures of CM Punk in a row, just four different CM Punks? Didn't he do that? <laughs> I was thinking it was just a bunch of crunched Pepsi cans, like like the soup can, but the like, like, soup can, but it's yeah. all. Yeah, but it's a, Pepsi, up, it's, a Pe- yeah, it's a Pepsi. Yeah, it's a Pep. It's a Pepsi can that's crunched up. So, <laughs> you know, he's like, "I see him punk me like no." Um, you know, uh, now also not not only is CM Punk alone the DWL, but also AJ Lee makes a return to the ring in the new season of Heels. So if you miss her wrestle, uh, you get to see her wrestle Crystal. Uh, who yeah, won the DWL championship last at uh, the finale of last year's heels. And uh, you might want to see AJ Lee wrestle again. She does some wrestling against crystal and she's pretty stiff with her and it looks pretty damn good. She, AJ, <laughs> yo, AJ Lee can still go. She can still go, bro. Bro. She could still go. <laughs> yeah. Very excited about, uh, about just everything about wrestling. Yeah, man. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Well, we're going in October, so I don't know, even know what the pay-per-views now. In September, I don't know what the pay-per-views are in October, but we're coming up in the Survivor Series. And the uh, Survivor Series in November. AEW just announced some tickets happening in Montreal in December. Whoa. Stop the press. Also, while they do have their big pay-per-view, uh, what is it called? The Balls in Your Court? What is it? It's uh, where they, they play, um, you know, they play uh, tennis. Yeah. We're in uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium. Yeah. The Arthur Ashe Classic. I don't know what it's called. I really don't know what it's called. Ball, the ball's in your court. Is stadium it? stamp. No. No, not stadium stamp. Is it? Is it uh, we love wrestling? No. Is it? Fuck. No, 
What is it? Do you know what it is? What is it? Slam Town. Slam Town? Grand Slam. Grand, Grand Slam. It's Grand Slam. Sponsored by Denny's. Grand Slam. Denny's. Grand Slam. AEW and Denny's bring Denny. you Grand Slam. And the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, uh, Orioles cookies? Um, no. <laughs> so Grand Slam is happening. And you know what's going to happen is um, MJF has to wrestle somebody. He has to defend that title. Who's he wrestling? I don't know. I thought you'd know. No, I don't okay, know. Damn, I this has got to be the worst. Um, but but uh, but it will be a great show. I know it'll be a great show because MJF. Oh, you know what? There's a tournament right now, and they're trying yeah. to decide who's going to win that tournament. Will face MJF at at Roderick Strong, baby. Do you think it's Roderick Strong? Well, no. And then Adam Cole turns on MJF to help Roderick Strong take the strap. I wish Roderick Strong would just mind his own fucking business. You know what I mean? I wish take that fucking neck brace off. That's Mark Sterling's gimmick. <laughs> it's Bobby Heenan's gimmick as far as I'm concerned. Well, in AEW, it's Mark Sterling's. In the wrestling world, it's Andy Kaufman's. You're right. It is Andy Kaufman's. Andy Kaufman did it before. Um, as a matter of fact... Um, you will see that the WWE at WrestleMania this year, because Kaufman went in the Hall of Fame, they had the neck brace on display. That's pretty cool. Uh, maybe that'll be the uh, the maybe that'll be the cover art for tomorrow's for this podcast show, the Andy Kaufman. Uh, you know, the because there's the Andy Kaufman neck brace. And then they have the Andy Kaufman, uh, they have one of his t-shirts on underneath the neck brace, well, and it's on a mannequin. But here's the weird part. The mannequin's got some fucking titties. The mannequin's got some boobies. Andy Kaufman didn't have... Kind of mannequin, no, no. Andy Kaufman did not have boobies, all right? You can't prove he didn't. Maybe he's taping them down I'm pretty sure I can. I could probably find a wrestling match where his shirt got ripped off and he didn't have big floppies. He's not like, <laughs> he's Andy Kaufman. He's not Dusty Rhodes. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I got a little bit of floppies myself. I got I got some flapjack, uh, flapjacks myself going on, you know. So, well, I got flapjacks, but I'd rather have some fried eggs. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Just I, I'm what I mean is flatter. I'm trying. I'm trying. I qual, you know. I always wanted to qualify for the Olympics, but it turns out my doctor said I qualified for Ozempic. So hey, yeah. So I might be getting. I might be getting some needles just like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Who wants to be? I'll bend over. Uh, I think you're supposed to put them in your gut, but I'm gonna put them in my thigh if I get it. It's almost like Hulk Hogan. He just put needles in his butt. I'll be like, hey, brother, can you help me out with the Ozempic? All right, thanks. I'm going to say my prayers, drink my milk. Hey, uh, hey, brother. My I'm looking for the Wizard of Oz, Ozempic. Yeah, the <laughs> wizard, can you get me some OZ down on the Maybe. DL? I need some OZ on the DL, please. DL. And then I need some uh, vitamins and prayers to build me up. Yeah, brother. Um, you see Vince McMahon today on the stock market do the... He was doing the whole... Uh, Theo Vaughn said, so like, uh, the, you cup in your hand to your ear. Did you write that or did Vince McMahon come up with that? Hogan was like, I stole it, brother. <laughs> he goes, Who, what, you stole it? He goes, 
yeah, there was a guy named Austin Idol, and he used to put his hand to his ear. And I said, well, what if I put my hand to the ear and I just do this? And I just made it mine, and that's how I took it. You know, like, and then he's like, oh, that's great. And then there's an awkward pause, you know. Um, I once bought a possum for lunch money. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, so Hogan, so Hogan has been on so many uh, podcasts lately. It's like, I think we could probably get him on ours. You know, it's just like, yeah, as if we could get Hogan on. The, close, the, the closest we've had Hogan on to being on our podcast was when I was recording with Jimmy Hart and Hogan texted him while we were pod podcasting with Jimmy Hart. Hey, listen, we already got Jimmy. Yeah. Forrest Hogan. Forrest Hogan. I the closest we get time to have Forrest Hogan on the show, we should be like this. You know what would be really cool, Horace? You know what would be really cool is that you call your uncle. Get your uncle in here. Horace, call your fucking uncle. We don't want to talk to you. Get your uncle in here. And Horace will be like, sorry, my throat's a little hoarse. But um, but brother, uh, it's all a shoot. He's not my uncle. <laughs> my name is uh sean jameson i'm from uh well <laughs> new orleans but uh yeah not even related to hulk hogan at all i just had his hairline i was bald <laughs> yeah that's me no! yeah sean jameson uh you know that's it that's my story part of the flock raven horace balea horace balea no no not even nope no balea's no Balea's. No. The uh <laughs> Did you see did you happen to see the Dark Side of the Ring Marty Gennady episode? Not yet. I wanna watch it. Oh I find a good name for it. Marty is so happy. Like he doesn't know that it's not a good thing to have a dark side of the ring. <laughs> He's like celebrating it. He's what like when I was a kid, bro, when I was a kid watching the Rockers come up and shit. I thought Marty was going to be the star of the two. I always thought Marty Jannetty was the better of the two. Yeah. Like, Shawn Michaels' mullet was a bit too long. I'm just saying, if Marty Jannetty could have kept his shit together, it would have been Marty Jannetty versus Ric Flair. <laughs> All right, now you're these opposite timelines don't even match up. That's just ridiculous. It'd never be Marty Gennetti versus Ric Flair. It might have been Marty versus Marty versus Tito. That might have no. happened. No, Marty, Marty versus Ric Flair, and Marty says, "I'm sorry, Rick." No. I did all the blow. And then he kicks him right in the face. Boom. <laughs> and then he holds out his hand and he blows the rest of Ric Flair's face. <laughs> Instead of a hot tag, they do a doped out tag. Yeah, and then and yeah, and Flair is half out and on the like he was in the last match where he's just draped on the rope and he's like waiting for the tag, uh-huh. and it looked like he's signing blank checks in the air that weren't there. Like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, um, craziness. We just watched um, my roommate and I just watched the Michael J. Fox documentary tonight. And uh, you're like, what does that have to do with wrestling? I was like, well, they brought up um, uh, Life with Mikey, which starred Jeff Jarrett, and uh, they also uh, t- they also did an episode, or they talked about an episode of uh, 
something else that's wrestling related and I can't remember. Oh, no, they all okay, here's the amazing thing. So Back to the Future was the number two movie in, in like nineteen eighty five. And the number three movie was uh no, no, wait. Okay. So the number one movie was Back to the Future. The number two movie was Teen Wolf. And the number three movie was Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Now, here's the thing. Michael J. Fox was in the number one movie and the number two movie at the same time. But the co-star in Teen Wolf, the fat guy that played on the basketball team, he's also the guy that plays Francis in Pee-wee's Big Adventure that steals Pee-wee's bike. So... So look at this. So Michael J. Fox must have been like, I'm in the number one, number two movie. My career is made. And ma- yes, maybe it was. But there's another guy who's like, I'm in the number two and the number three movie. My career is made. Never seen him in another movie. Other <laughs> than those two. Never once. Well, maybe he was, but I don't remember him in any other yeah, two he movies. Was. He, was in a few, he was in a few other movies, but none the same level as those two. Man, what a what a way. Like just craziness. So anyway, uh yeah, the reason why I brought that up was Life with Mikey has a wrestler in it, and Pee Wee's play Pee Wee's Bear Herman's Big Adventure also has a wrestler in it. Uh Professor Toro Tanaka, uh, who we used to be tag team partners, world championships with Master Fuji. So have you when you looked at the car when you looked at the floor of See, I here's what I don't get. How can all in London have with have more people in it than the Royal Rumble from '92? The Royal Rumble from '92 didn't have a big production set, but the production set for All In because it's a bigger show in the time we're in took up way more space. So how do they have more people than the '92 Rumble? They, uh, the amount of space in between seats has shrunk drastically. Is it? Yeah, like you get like way less room now than ever before. They put way more people on the floor, I think. And you've been there? Have I been to Wembley? Yeah. I've been there. I've never been inside of it. Okay. But that seems like, yeah, that seems like a way, a, a, a reasonable excuse. Like that would be, but I don't know if that's going to make up for translation. Because you know the Buffalo Bills are building a new stadium, and they're going to be three thousand seats less than the current stadium. That means three thousand people are getting screwed out of season tickets. That's true. I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed too. Uh, Well, we've done it. We've done another day of talking wrestling. Another day. Join us again, again when we do another episode talking wrestling, probably in thirty days' time. Actually, uh, I'm very busy. Actually, over the next two months, yeah, you're way busier than I am. I am. I am the busiest I might have ever been over this yeah. next, the next two months. Uh, from now until uh, until I turn fifty, the rest of the forty nine is fucking flat out pedal to the metal, full tilt, and it's all starting with the podcast dropping tomorrow. Thursday night, 
Thursday night, Steel Panther. And then Friday night, I'm in Burlington. So, um, yeah. Oh, that's going to be fun. I'm in Montreal this weekend. Oh, Comedy Nest? Uh, I'm doing a series of shows in the Eastern Townships. Series of shows in the Eastern Town. Shkudami? Or uh, is uh, Verdon? Verdon? North Atlee. North Atlee. Yeah. All right. All right. Is it? Yeah. Sounds great. So check Reese out there. Check me out uh, online. Go to my TikTok and watch some TikTok videos. I'm trying to put out two a week. Trying to make some content. So, so uh, yeah, check us out on Instagram and and everywhere. Like, not only do our socials from the start of the show, check out Casey Corbin, comedian. Check out my Spotify, Tale of the Taker. My Undertaker story has been recorded and is now. I performed it in front of Rick Steamboat when I was with him, and I put up that recording on Spotify. It's got some wicked artwork with it. Uh, tell the taker, check it out on Spotify. Uh, with that said, on behalf of Reese, myself, yeah. uh, Eversleeps Network, Alex Ross, everybody there, uh, thank you for letting us put a headlock on your ears. And until next time, uh, you know, keep on wrestling in the free world and uh, don't provoke the punk. Later. We're coming for you. Yeah. I'm not gonna say the rest of it. <laughs> oh yeah, I know what that is. Oh forget it. Later. <laughs> Bye. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.